Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. We are roughly less than a week from Halloween, and who better to have on my show than Christopher Duran, who played Michael Myers in Halloween H2O 20 years later. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Great, man. Good to be here. I'm so glad to have you on. I mean, we've been talking for months now, and we finally got to make it happen. I'm so glad it could be this close to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, we got to be squeezed it in under the wire this time. Absolutely, absolutely. So the first question I got for you is, how did you get your start into acting and into doing stunts? So stunt work, uh, I didn't know anything about when I was a kid. My parents were academics, basically. They were physicists. Nice. Uh, and I had no connection to the business at all. But I had a friend in high school who was a phenomenal martial artist, and his mom was an actress, mm -hmm. and he kind of wanted to use his, his skills, So, and we trained together all the time, so he kind of got a start through her introducing him to some stunt people she knew. Mm -hmm. And then I learned that, hey, there's this cool business you can do where you get to do all the stuff I do anyway, you know, basically get to play cowboys and Indians and do a lot of sports and... Um, so I, I kind of learned more and more about it and started pursuing that, which is not an easy thing to get into. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very small community in those days, maybe four or 500 people in all of Hollywood that, that actually could make a living at it. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to go and sneak on sets and introduce myself to people. You'd find out who was running a show. Uh, used to hustle, basically. In those days, I would sneak onto sound stages and movie studios, which of course you can't remotely do now. Um, and you hit the streets and then eventually you start to know people. And I, I had also a, a background in rock climbing and a friend of mine was, that same friend was starting to rig with somebody with some big cable falls. And so I got involved that way. And eventually there was a slot for me, which happened to be a horror movie for my first movie. Nice. Um, a thing called Cameron's Closet. And we did all of that, and then it slowly built through the years. And nice. then acting came, acting actually came about. I was a very shy kid. So that was, I was probably the last person who was going to pursue acting. <laughs> um, sorry, I got to adjust myself here. Uh, but when you're on camera doing stunts, there's, there's basically three uh, compartments for stunts. You can either be doubling somebody, doing what's called MD, which is nondescript, where you're part of a crowd, so say a car crashing through a, a restaurant, you know, everyone's got to scatter out of the way, that's all stunts. And then there's playing parts. Okay. And so more and more, I realized you had to kind of step it up mm -hmm. and be willing to do that if you were gonna work a lot. And so you start doing small things. And, and of course, I've got the best teachers in the world in, in front of me because it's the people who are hired to carry these films that I get to sit there and watch at close range. And you pay attention, you watch the cameras, you watch the angles, you watch what they do. And you just throw yourself into it. So I, I kind of was trial by fire. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So how did you happen to get the role of Michael Myers? Did you audition? If so, what was that process like? Yeah, so the way that came about, um, the stunt community, like I said, is very small. And when it came to Halloween, they had originally, you know, traditionally used stunt people for the role. Mm -hmm. But they, this time, auditioned a whole bunch of people and didn't like anyone. And then they went to um, 
Jamie Lee Curtis's double, Donna Keegan, who happened to be running the show and said, you know, can you send us some guys? And she said, I'm not going to do a cattle call, but I'll give you five qualified guys. Here they are. Pick one of them. And I was one of those. And we had worked together over the years. And she knew what my background was and what I could do physically. And uh, the long and short of it is I just went in and met with them and sat and talked. It was Steve Miner and Mark Catone, who was the first AD. And we just sat and talked about what my background was what I could do. And uh, I didn't realize at the time that I was Donna's first pick. Nice. And it kind of came down to me and one other guy. And they, they, they literally told me later, they decided by saying, who do you want to hang out with for the next three months? Nice. Nice. So, so speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, what was it like working with her? It was great. She's, she's a real pro all the way. Mm-hmm. Obviously this was revisiting what started her career. Mm-hmm. So it was exciting in that sense, uh, I think, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a hands-on person, meaning she wants to jump in and help out whenever she can. Mm-hmm. But you can't because mm-hmm. her role is, is, you know, to carry the film and her position. Mm-hmm. So you can't help move lights or, you know, mm-hmm. carry bags or whatever that gets the film made. So she, she kind of had to uh, go against her nature and, and hold back. <laughs> not do that now listen i've had the same thing happen many many times mm-hmm. when you're getting ready to do some scene and you're in makeup and you're in wardrobe and you're ready to go and everybody needs to set pads or a catcher mm-hmm. for a fall or something like that you cannot help right you think you're camera ready so yes. you, you have to you know accuse yourself and back up and let everyone else do their job mm-hmm. which is not easy for someone like jamie who wants to be involved Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess continuing on the trend of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, we know that there is a an iconic shot between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode where they're staring at each other in the circular window. I've seen this movie a million times and every single time that scene um, literally gets me all the time. It gives me the chills. So what is the process of making that iconic shot? Like, was that like really thought of like, this is a shot that we're going to use in every promotional trailer? I, you know, I don't know what their thinking was. Obviously it's a pivotal moment in the film. So I'm pretty sure that was on the radar for that. Right. Um, really, if you think about H2O and what made it kind of smart, mm-hmm. um, backing up a little bit is that she wasn't, you know, happy in life. She wasn't happy-go-lucky, mm-hmm. unaware. She was freaking out. She was drinking. She's popping pills. Her son is the age she was when she had first was fighting Michael. So it's more personal even than if it's just me after her right. because there's a higher stakes for her. And remember, the whole film up to then, you know I'm real. Mm-hmm. Other people know I'm real, but she doesn't yet. Yeah. She's had hallucinations of me and she hasn't seen me. So that's kind of when it brings reality full circle and gets her uh, fully engaged and in play. So it's kind of this crescendo of buildup. And then from then, then moving forward, it's just on. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it is obviously like when that shot, that shot's all like in all the trailers leading up to the movie's release. It's just, it was one of those shots like this is the first time we're seeing Laurie Strode and Michael Myers now face to face 20 years later. Right. And and the thing about that, if you think about what happened just before that, Mm -hmm. okay, when I've got the kids pinned and I'm cycling through the keys and they're pounding on the door, 
So when we did that shot and that whole piece, I purposely separated myself from them for well over an hour before the shot. Mm -hmm. I avoided them. And then when they were set in place, I was, I was quite a ways away and I got the mask on and was ready and they were inviting me over. And I said, no, just go ahead and roll. Mm -hmm. And I stacked myself up behind camera and approached in such a way that they couldn't see me. So when they said action, I basically appeared. Right. And that was the first time they'd seen me in a while and I was in full mode. Nice. And of course you're, you know, <laughs> you're pouncing on them and slamming into the gate and it's shocking. So it, it helped them, but it's also the tone of how Michael was at that point. Right. You know, he, he's full steam. So when you come through that door, he's still in that mode. Yeah. Right? He's still in that I'm going to kill you mode. Mm -hmm. And then there's a break when they first come face to face and, he's, and he starts in that mode and then he shifts to, oh, hi. Yep. You know, and sees her and he shifts his, his whole attitude because he recognizes her. Yeah. So there's a kind of a, a, a shift in tone at the same time, because now it's, it's personal in different ways, right? It's mm -hmm. not just personal in the sense that I'm, I'm now face to face with her and she knows I'm real. There is that, yep. but it's also that recognition and that little beat, which isn't tries to kill her, which is just recognizing her and then disappearing, which makes it really powerful. Absolutely. It really was, it was very powerful. So obviously, as we mentioned, you are a stunt man and you do, you did the stunts for the scene. So which do you believe was the best stunt that you had to perform in Halloween H2O? And which do you believe was also the hardest one that you had to perform? There are, there are different kinds. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes smaller things are, are trickier. So probably coming out the van window was the most dangerous right? and the trickiest. Um, we came in at about 45 miles an hour and hit the brakes and I spit through. And we had a platform set up so I was gonna come through the way I wanted to. Right. But I had to duck my head. So I, when I'm coming through the windshield, I'm now blind mm -hmm. and I have to recover in the air. And of course, you take any shot you can as far as you can. So we took that all the way through me standing back up um, and her starting to come at me again. So we, we never cut for a big chunk of that. Um, that was probably the trickiest, like danger-wise and intensity-wise. Um, let's see, you know, hitting the table is hitting the table, right, for the fall. Tumbling down the hill is, is something that takes a lot of skill in terms of you know hitting marks mm -hmm. as I come in and then the actual van getting pinned by the van yeah we were trying to figure out how to do that because they had the van suspended on a crane but of course it's swinging and turning and mm -hmm. you can't entirely control it so um they weren't sure what to do and I came up with the suggestion is what we did is we filmed it backwards nice so we started with the van in place and me pinned arched up and then they yanked it away and I did all of my reactions backwards and rolled out of the scene. Right. So that's kind of a, a tricky thing that's, you know, there's still a stunt, there's still a van above you, it's still being moved, it's still dangerous and I'm having to do everything in reverse. Nice. <laughs> so nice. That, was, that was kind of a, a fun one. Um, when I had Adam up in the air, when I stuck mm -hmm. him and lifted him yeah. in the hallway, I wasn't doing the stunt, but my friend did. So we had Adam suspended, but when it comes time for the drop, mm -hmm. um, 
the double had to jump up in the air into that position and then yeah. fall flat, which is just a thumper. Nice. It's, it's a horrible big hit. Yeah. So my concern being involved with the stunt mm-hmm. is that I don't, you know, when I'm doing them, I want to do them once. When it's a friend of mine like that, I really only want to do it once. So I had to time my bit with the knife going up with him and ripping it out as he fell. Mm-hmm. So it was it was perfectly timed and he didn't have to do this more than one time. Nice. So there's elements that you don't think about like that where it's not directly me, but you're involved in it. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you want to be safe and you want everyone to be healthy and keep working. Absolutely. So um, when obviously we know in Resurrection, they kind of retcon the end of Michael Myers. So this was supposed to be the end of Michael Myers um, to an extent. Um, right. But uh, did you know that um, yeah. by the end of this movie that they were going to go with the route of resurrecting Michael Myers, like, for example, yeah. with the paramedic? So the deal, the deal was Jamie wanted, would come back if she could finish what was considered a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So one, two, and an H2O. Right. Um, and to do that, she wanted to kill Michael. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's their franchise and they don't want to kill the franchise. Mm-hmm. So the compromise was that she would get to have the ending she wanted, but they had to give her something like two minutes or so of screen time for the next one to carry the franchise forward. Okay. And the device was to switch Michael. So we knew that before we started filming. Okay. Um, and so when it came to playing that scene, it kind of had to play at three levels. It had to play, you know, reaching out. It had to play as a, as a guy who's, been stuffed in this thing and is taped up going, what the heck's going on? Um, It had to be Michael who had gotten the snot knocked out of him kind of going, what have I done? Mm -hmm. You know? And then it had to be Michael saying, just touch me. Like just make contact and I'll finish this. And it kind of had to to morph through all of those at the same time, Mm -hmm. Um, which was tricky at best because, you know, there's no dialogue, there's no facial expression. You've got your eyes. Absolutely. And that's where it all kind of let me do. He let me do what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. And it, as, as everyone says, you know, in Hollywood, no news is good news. Yep. You know, you don't get showered with accolades, but if something's <laughs> wrong, you'll hear about it. Yep. Yep. Well, otherwise you're like, good, check the gate, move on. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So which death scene that you performed in the film, did you enjoy the most doing? Which kill? Yeah, which kill? Early. Yeah, pro- I think the, the kind of cool one was Adam when I lifted okay. him up in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And the reason was because it wasn't about Adam. Right. He was incidental because if you notice, I lift him up and I'm staring her down. Yeah. Right. It's not about, yeah. it's like, look what I'm going to come do to you. So yeah. it's toying with her. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, it's, it's freaky and... <laughs> it really is and I, and I have to give Adam props because just the way he was shaking and everything like it added so much more to the effect of the death yeah no he did a fabulous job I mean I had, I had an A-list cast around me so absolutely pretty lucky absolutely. yeah and if you think about it this Halloween is probably at least the very first Halloween that had a bigger cast attached to it with you know jamie lee curtis adam arkin and josh harnett who was getting to start jordan you know jordan levitt you know so so like all these things that were you know all these cast members like it was a lot bigger than 
the past movies because if you think about it all the other movies they didn't have like really big names attached to them no. you know what i mean no yeah. but this was you know again this was the anniversary this was coming yeah. back and revisiting where jamie started yeah and then her trying to wrap it up in a neat, Absolutely. In a neat bundle so yeah we had a little bit more money and um like I said, A-list crew and cast. So yeah, I was yeah. pretty lucky to get that one. Absolutely. So um, if you were asked to be brought back as Michael Myers in a future Halloween film, would you return? Uh, the, the short answer is it depends. Um, yeah. It depends on, on kind of what is involved with it. Because mm -hmm. if you look at it, what we just discussed, I had such a good cast. Mm -hmm. I had Jamie coming back for the first time with something. We had the energy, um, the timing was right in the world mm -hmm. for that to come back around. So it was, you know, it's hard to ask for more. Yeah. So to revisit it would be fun for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd, I'd really want the script to be good. So I think I'd Absolutely. have to, I'd have to uh, evaluate that if it, wrote, if it came up. Absolutely. Um, so did you happen to see Halloween Kills in theaters? I haven't. I, you know, when you've got kids, you don't see movies a lot. You're busy. So. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> so the last question I got for you is, uh, do you have any other, uh, do you have any like future projects in the works, convention appearances, or anything else that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience, as well as any social media accounts or websites to plug? Um, if you want to find me, find me on Facebook. That's generally where I go. Uh, there's work is very, very slow right now, still due to COVID restrictions, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot going on. Um, I do have a book that I wrote uh, during this whole time and a little bit before that I started it. It's called Hanifa. Okay. It's about a, an African woman who's an acid attack survivor. So it's her story. So we hope to get that out there soon. I will post all of that kind of stuff as soon as it's available. Um, I have another big project, which I'm slated for, okay. which has multiple uh, installments. Nice. But I can't speak about it. No problem. I'm sure <laughs> that'll be updated on your IMDb, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's something I've got a non-disclosure. So no I have something good coming up. And in the meantime, I've got a couple of trilogies that I am writing, okay. um, both of which the first scripts are, are done for. One of which I'm in the middle of the second script right now, and three is already outlined. So I'm going to write two and three uh, end to end and um, going through the same production as the one I can't talk about. Um, hopefully get those in line and then I'll be playing in various capacities uh, on camera and behind camera. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. Well, I thank you so much, Chris, for joining me. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here, and uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Yep, thank you. Happy Halloween. You have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too, man. Right. Bye. Bye.